You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. We begin this segment with insights on the timely topic of tax and in particular, why tax planning makes such a big difference in the value of an estate. Here again is Peter Watts of News Talk 770 in conversation with Trust and Estate Planning Specialist, Sherry McMillan, who will be hosting the McMillan Estate Planning Seminar Thursday evening, March 30th. Anyone who is really interested in life planning and in some of the factors at work in life planning should think about attending this seminar. They usually last 60 to 90 minutes. It's a pretty good investment of your time, and it may pay a lifetime dividend. 403-266-6464, weekdays during business hours to pre-register, and they'd like you to do that just so they know how many people to expect at the seminar. 403 266 6464, or you can register online at mcmillanestate.com. McMillan spelled M A C M I L L A N. We've been talking about tax. Uh, there was so much talk about it in the uh, in the fall because of the change in the tax tables, effective the 1st of January. So it's too late to deal with uh, taking advantage of uh, getting in before the 1st of January. But it's never too late to start planning for next year and to start dealing with the reality of April 30th of this year. That's right, Peter. So for those families that were not able to complete their planning by December 31st of this year, it doesn't mean it's too late for them. It just means they're going to have one of the calendar years that they're going to pay additional tax. So for all those families that didn't get to their tax planning by the end of the calendar year, I encourage them to start planning now. A lot of the planning techniques that we can use to minimize tax um, when they come into play can often take an approval time with CRA. So uh, traditionally, we need about a six-month window when we're planning an estate to get everything in good steed and in order. Now, obviously, last year being the first year we had high taxation tables, we worked like crazy at the last quarter to get things done. But proactively, the families that have completed their good work last year will take advantage of the tax savings this year again. But for those families that were delayed, and that's human nature to procrastinate, it's not too late. There's going to be another January one in about 11 months. And so I encourage families to start now. And some of the wonderful opportunities we have right now, I think, with tax planning are that we are in a position right now where we haven't come back fully in recovery. And so we'll still have increases of value value, for example, in our businesses, for example, in potentially our farmland property values, um, for those people who own blocks of real estate. And so this is the ample opportunity to look look at locking out Canada revenue on your estate, on the future growth of it, because do it while it's low. Don't wait until it's very high and you've intrinsically attached that taxation rate to your estate in the future. Alternatively, when we have dips in our economy, that's the exact moment that we want to freeze. Let's talk about uh, business owners. You have often told me it takes time to transition a business. It's not a matter of sitting down over a cup of coffee, agreeing with somebody, uh, my business is worth X. Yes, I agree. I'll buy it from you. And and we sign some papers. It tends to take a little more than that. uh, And it's the kind of thing where, again, 
the maximizing the value of the asset, protecting the wealth within it, and minimizing the tax you have to pay on the transfer, you want to do that correctly. You want to do it properly, and it's not something that's done in 10 minutes. That's right, Peter. So there's two facets to planning your corporation is the annual planning that you're going to do. And most people hold what I would call an accountant that is a compliance accountant. They help them reactively after the year end has been completed. Our accountants in our office don't work in that manner. We alternatively don't do compliance accounting, but we do strategic accounting, meaning we're looking at the estate before it occurs to plan in advance. And the first thing that we do is we look annually. And that's why I agree with you that we do life planning, not only estate planning. So each year we don't want to pay undue tax that we don't have to, but we also want to minimize the value of tax growth that's happening in the business so that in our estate itself, we don't pay a large estate tax. And then there's a third part, Peter, beyond that. It's your wisdom. It's very difficult to transfer an entrepreneurial or business owner's wisdom. It's not straightforward because traditionally, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, they go with their gut and they have a lot of their wisdom um, locked up in their brain and it's not necessarily documented. It's nowhere to be found. And so it's really fundamental that that wisdom is also integrated into manuals, into systems, and down chain to key people. And that takes, they've done studies on this, about 15 years to take that wisdom, that that experience that that person may have and transfer it. So I think the more proactive a business owner or family farm can be, the better. And in addition, we still have tax opportunities in the estate. So last year, fortunately, for the families that got in under the wire by January 1st, our tax ability to save tax was on 25% of our estate. Today, it's going to be around 20 but 20 is better than zero. So again, we're still going to have the upcoming deadline of January 1st. And it, again, it, that approval will take us approximately a six-month window to get people approved for it. But if you can imagine 20% of your estate or your corporation's value growing tax-free, I mean, that's a pretty awesome opportunity for us in the community. So I think that as families came to learn about this last year, but didn't get in under the wire, they'll try and get under January's wire this year. You never know when the tax tables might change again. I don't know that they're going to change at the end of 2017, but with governments, you can't rule anything out. So I certainly think it's very intelligent to always be grandfathered in old um, legislation that's more favorable for you for income tax. And so, you know, a 20% savings of tax is not to be laughed at when you're working with millions of dollars. And to conclude the program, Sherry McMillan talks about an area of estate planning in which McMillan Estate Planning is a leader, and that is placing a priority on keeping family relationships intact in the estate planning process. Sherry has a case study that illustrates the powerful family dynamics that are often at work. They had uh, an estate that had a family business within it for over 45 years at that juncture. And they came in because their daughter was working in the family business and they thought it would be really nice if they designed an estate plan for her to inherit it. And as I got to know them, I realized they also have a son, um, but he was working elsewhere in Toronto. And so when we started to work with the family, we always ask a specific question of the children. And one of the questions we asked of the adult children is, we're planning your parents' estate. Is there anything sentimental in your estate that you would care about um, coming to you from your family? And of course, children always give the pat answer that they don't care. Um, But if you give them a little bit of time, they'll usually 
usually open up. And in this family, the daughter said that she wanted to inherit a family poem her mother had written at Christmas, and she was very attached to it. And when we pressed a little further about the business, she said she hated the business. She only went there as the secretary because she got to visit her father. So can you imagine transferring a business to a child that doesn't want it? Um, More discussion needed to be made, obviously, on those soft issues. So thankfully, the son's response when he was asked the exact same question of what was sentimental to him, he said, the family business, it's our family name. So I can tell you, Peter, after about five years moving back here to Calgary, he's doubled the family business. And the funny part is his sister goes there now because she not only visits her dad, she visits her brother. So our estate plan ended up looking entirely different had we not had those kinds of conversations. So they're actually the driver of putting those good plans in place. Now, in our community today, the soft issues are fundamentally important because of divorce rates that we've talked about. So it's really normal that families want to transfer their estate to their children but they don't want to transfer it to their children. And if their children experience a divorce, that it's halved and that they lose it out of the family. So what we do instead is we transfer it only to the children in the bloodline and only the grandchildren. And you cannot do that through a will. You have to do that through a trust. The other large issue that we are facing in the community, and it's been in the media a great deal in the last few years, is addiction. Addiction is you know, prevalent everywhere. I would suggest to you 25% of the population are impacted by it, and I would say every second or third family we work with has addiction within it. So it's a very tricky business because... Ultimately, if you give too much wealth with somebody in an act of addiction, it can actually kill them, but yet you still want to take care of them and protect them. So we do lots of creative things like transfer the wealth to them through trust and guardianship, um, put in clauses like you can go to treatment, you can be dual diagnosed, um, and you have to be clean and sober for this number of years before you take control of your own proceeds. So there's a lot of safeguards that can be put in place when your children are facing these health issues. And it's especially important in modern society. So I think for many of us, um, we don't want to be shy about this because if we don't talk about those soft issues in the estate plan, we have built the wrong plan. Preserving family harmony. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, particularly at crisis points, like when you lose a patriarch in the family or a senior member or any member of a family. But having that plan in place, having something that can be used as a guideline uh, makes it easier for everybody. I always say, you know, in your estate, everyone has heard of a family that's fought over an estate. I mean, every single family has that history in some form or another. But what is an important driver, and I would say that about 90% of our families that come through our door are coming through our door to make sure that they do have a plan and preserve the harmony in their family. And 10% are actually only driven by tax. But most of us are both. And so we want to make sure that those soft issues are addressed, talked about, communicated, and creative solutions are crafted in the estate plan so that harmony is preserved. You can always replace Peter a particular stock or a piece of property. You can't replace your brothers and sisters. How many of your clients come in the door and say, I first heard you on the radio and and you talked about family harmony as being a part of good estate planning and said, that's the kind of company I want to do business with? I would suggest to you as our business owners have become more and more pressed for time and successful, um, they really 
appreciate that we're holistic and that they won't have to go to multiple places to complete their estate plan. They don't have to go to a separate law firm, a separate accounting firm, back to their financial planners. And they also are very um, thrilled with the idea that their wishes are going to be met in their estate plan because we all want our wishes met. And I mean, as you know, our slogan is safeguarding significance. So we start from that position. And I would say that's why we're hired in most cases. You can learn more about the McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Approach at the next seminar, which Sherry McMillan will be hosting Thursday evening, March 30th. Sherry draws on the wisdom of over 20 years of experience in helping families successfully design estate plans for now and for generations to come. What a difference good estate planning can make. You can register online for the seminar at macmillanestate.com or call Macmillan Estate Planning during business hours, 403-266-6464. This is The Strong Room.